Uh, you weren't recording the bit where we talked about the oh, 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 oh. Nah, we'll, we'll discuss that in the show. Aw, mm-hmm. thought that was a great cold open. <laughs> well, no, a better cold open is to discuss the fact that we've got six more people we can talk about now again. Y'all ready to talk mm-hmm. about Braun Strowman? Alistair no. Black, Lana, yes. Ruby Riot, yeah. Buddy yes. Murphy, yes. Santana yes. Yes. Garrett, they've come Who? back to <laughs> us. <laughs> I just want you to isolate Dylan's reactions to all of those in the <laughs> open. Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, and legally dead in the state of Florida, Scotty Moore. Fuck you, Don Callis. I'm Blake Tanner. (laughs) I love you, Don Callis. I'm the Dylan. (laughs) Oh, we gotta go back to normal now. We gotta discuss current events, but luckily there's some good, good shit to talk about. Like, I watched... Impact, which I never thought I would say before this show. And the main reason why is, A, they were like, one of the former talent is showing up from the other country, from the other company. No, the other country. From the other country <laughs> of Taiwan. Uh, and it was Steve Cutler. <laughs> Steve Cutler is now in, uh, in Impact. He was drinking Jameson whiskey. That's all I know about it. Who's Steve all right. Cutler? Uh, he was the, he was the most forgotten son. Cause (laughs) you remember the racist one, and then there's another one who you remember a little bit more. He's the least memorable son. Uh, also this week, Kojima fought Diener, and it made me so excited, but also all it can make me think of is the, uh, the CM Punk story where he, I can't remember what company it was, where he prank called the, uh, I think it was ROH. Where he prank called the booker, pretending to be a homicide. Yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah. And he asked him, uh, he asked him for a plunger. They made me a great deal, Kojima, Kojima, <laughs> and he just says Kojima for about a solid five minutes. Then finally, like, you can hear the booker getting panicked, and he's like, "Look, this is CM Punk. I'm fucking with you. And he goes, I'm going to kill you." <laughs> Also, I learned Diener got some big teeth. Diener look like, looks like a skull that some flesh got on. Oh, God. Hold on, I need to see him now. Yeah. I'll, I don't. Honestly, I really am digging violence by design. Just their whole aesthetic of big cowboy man. Whatever Diener is, Eric Young and Rhino. It's a really fun like combo of people. Hey, Scotty, is it just me, or does Diener remind you of the Whiskey Tribe guy? Oh, yeah, he really does. He does look like (laughs) one of the Whiskey (laughs) Tribe guys. (laughs) Um, Also, it's been so long since I've seen Decay, I didn't realize Crazy Steve is not that crazy anymore. Like, he confronted Violent by Design, and was just like, hey, would you like to challenge us to a tag title match at the pay-per-view? I'm like, you're a a scary clown, man. You don't need to talk like that. No, no, I just go by Steve now. I, I'm normal Steve. <laughs> this is like, uh, this is the opposite of what happened to Bray Wyatt, I'm guessing. I think that's why they pushed that down me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then in the main event, uh, Moose took on Sammy Callahan. 
And because Kenny Omega did not learn his lesson from Pac and Orange Cassidy, he fucked it up. And then suddenly Don Callis acts surprised when Scott DeMore was like, well, yeah, now it's a triple threat. What? No, why? There's no precedent for like this in my career. That has never happened before. Don't you dare talk about last week, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I didn't know this was possible. Twice. <laughs> Twice. It's like, it already happened once. To be fair, this is the only way that Kenny can lose the title. Yeah. Either Moose, Moose or Sammy pins the other. No, no, no. M- Moose pins Sammy. Moose <laughs> just signed a new deal. Yeah. And I do have a new deal. Moose pin their champion. <laughs> Uh, but it's, uh, Tony Khan's showing up to the Impact Zone next week, though, because uh, Callis... Did cut another promo? Well, <laughs> Callis tried to be clever and be like, you know in Kenny's contract that two, both not it's not just you. Tony has to approve all of his fights as well. And Scott was like, yeah, I thought about that. And uh, Tony's coming here next week to discuss that exact thing. And, and Callis immediately started backpedaling like, no... <laughs> Uh, he just gave a quick oh shit and then dropped the microphone Uh, I would like to also have a fun little quiz here what wrestling superstar inspired this bit of commentary take your stupid dangly earring and get out of here uh wait um I'm sorry this you would have to give me the context of at least what was happening uh somebody was in the ring beating up somebody and commentary was upset about it and yelled take your stupid dangly earring and get out of here oh god is it jim ross (laughs) (laughs) you know how jim's famous for those Shawn michaels-esque like big dangly earrings (laughs) uh nope that's big lg luke gallows who who said it oh Uh. no 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 that was it was it was referring to big lg who just gets weirder looking by the week, and I love him for it. It's at like the pay-per-view. Keeps... At the pay-per-view, I was like, he willingly dressed like that. And no one stopped him. <laughs> Box didn't. Kenny didn't. Carl didn't, for some reason. Yeah, because Carl... Carl showed up in an oversized oversized hockey jersey, <laughs> looking like a fucking looking like a fucking six-year-old. Like <laughs> I, and then Kazarian jumped on him and started whooping his ass. I do wonder for how he was dressing. <laughs> I do wonder if like there was there is like this almost silent conversation of like, can we let him go out in that? It's I I, I know we like we talked about him being here but he's still technically not under contract in the background you just hear gallows in the background you just hear gallows in the sex ferguson voice screaming and they're like we can't he's in one of those modes today you can't stop him (laughs) when he gets like that get over here jungle boy i love your dad (laughs) <laughs> oh, he ha- he had one of the buckets, didn't he? He found Jungle Boy. Oh no, run, run, Jungle Boy! Run, Jungle Boy. <laughs> uh, in New Japan news, unfortunately, there is someone realer than Gorilla. The Dangerous Ke- Techers, your brand new IWGP Tag Team Champions, who uh, dethroned them this weekend, which makes me excited because I really don't want God to become like the John Cena's of that tag division. Oh wait, hello. Oh, here we go. Blake, um, while 
you guys were here, did you like slip Scotty something where now he talks about Japanese wrestling? Like, <laughs> while I wasn't looking at the Japan Pavilion, did like somebody microchip him or something with a gun? I, like, just I, a, aha! Like, I did see, I did actually walk in on him like on the patio one morning and he was on the phone and he said, Gotta go get us on. <laughs> I just looked up at him, my eyes glazed over, just going, Kojima! Kojima! <laughs> Kojima! And really, honestly, that was one of the weirdest ways to wake up. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. It wasn't even this weekend. It was like yesterday they won. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, no, no, they were planning it out. But that's gonna be cool. When I don't have to talk about a garbage doo-doo company owned by an absolute sociopath, turns out I immediately go to, well, let's see what happened in Japan. <laughs> what are they do doing to, out there? That reminds me, I do need to re-up my subscription to New Japan World so I can watch their Tokyo Dome uh, thing. And yeah. also the match between uh, Shingo and Okada, because that's gonna fucking slap. Oh, I just now noticed me and Dylan have the same exact heel of this week, which you know what, appropriate, but I'll take, I'll change mine real quick. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was love also to- Homelander? It was all yes. <laughs> we both chose Homelander. Uh, he literally wrote Homelander. Oh yeah, that is legitimately his, the American Homelander. <laughs> But before that, let's get into No, ju- no, hold on. He he knows that's a bad guy, right? No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, he yes, he does, but I don't think he realizes that that's exactly what he looked like. Or mm-hmm. if he did, he was like, "Oh, this will be this will be kind of fun." And he didn't re- he didn't like fully understand God, that that's the how moment, we all see him. The moment when a guy three rows behind us yelled, "Let's go, Homelander!" and every single row in front of him just fell out laughing together. It, that was the most united I've ever felt in a wrestling uh, arena ever. So do we just want to get into it? Uh, well, hold on. There is a little bit of news. Negative One received the Dark Order Championship, which is a modified TNT championship. It looks fucking amazing, and I really hope they sell it, but also I kind of don't because it's special. Yeah, uh, that's one of those things that it's just like, this is only for you. Yep. Uh, uh, congratulations to Hangman Adam Page. There's now a cow baby on the way. I am super fucking hypey for it. <laughs> can you... Can, can, you want a second shot at that sentence, pal? What, cow baby? It's a cow baby. Doesn't I, sound better the more you say cow it. Cow baby shit. Cow, cow baby. baby shit. I did, on his Instagram post, I, I did tweet cow baby shit. Although, it was bizarre going down into his comment section and seeing Orville Peck, which I'm like, I understand Hangman loves Orville Peck. I didn't realize Orville Peck loves Hangman. It's a it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. It was just weird seeing Hangman's, like, wife, girlfriend, fiance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And just being like, I mean, that makes sense, but I don't know what I imagined the person that date dated that like that dated hangman page would look like it was weird seeing hangman not as a cowboy and just as in like, like in like his like his his weird like wire rim glasses and a hoodie yeah and just like <laughs> looking like a you? normal human being yeah that's un- that's no and he doesn't look, he doesn't look real without a glass of whiskey or a beer in his hand <laughs> 
Um, in addition, uh, in addition to the releases from the bad company, AEW has released Awesome Kong, Shanna, and then a third person we will get to in heels and baby faces. That's upsetting. I really did enjoy Shanna's work, but wasn't there like backstage stuff with her? Well, there was that tweet last year about the whole Muslims in France thing. That's my favorite Kanye West song. Yeah, Muslims in France. <laughs> Muslims in France. Yeah, no, that's that'll do it. That'll probably do it. And whenever she whenever she came back, she just seemed rusty and like she was already on the verge of retiring. I'm pretty sure when she came back and there was no fans and yeah, it was rough. Reaction. Which is unfortunate that she was so rough, like as a person, because she did wear those, uh, those, uh, like, uh, those Goku. Yeah, the um, Goku gear. Gear. That's except the- that was the only gear she had, and fuck if that didn't get old. <laughs> yeah, bust we out of Vegeta. You don't have a personality, so you're trying to supplement it with anime. BT. Uh, and honestly, go that's... join ACH over in the corner. <laughs> I was about to say, honestly, that's just what I do in certain circles, so... Uh, certain circles being the keywords. But for Not now, on national television. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's get into our review of Double or Nothing, which I guess we should quickly say, we're probably biased as fuck because we were there live. And it was the greatest thing ever. I, yeah, it, it was it, really it, fucking good. Yep. I know that, Scotty, you said this when we were uh, recording uh, BS, but uh, it was like one of your top, if not the top, uh, live shows you've ever been to. It was easily the best live wrestling show I've ever been to. I even like check checked my biases afterwards, like going to Twitter and, and even all of them were like the addition of a live crowd reinvigorated every single wrestler in that ring. And made them put on the show of a fucking lifetime, and they absolutely did. And even according to the uh, to Squared Circle, which is of course the most notoriously hard uh, group of wrestling fans to impress, they loved it. Yeah, uh, and so they the- loved us by extension because we were there. <laughs> yes. Uh, show starts off pre-show Serena Deeb versus Riho, a match I had no expectations for. And quickly became one of my top matches on the show. Because holy shit, both of those women can absolutely go. Yeah, yes, no, I, they, I didn't know I didn't know how it was gonna go, but I was like, alright, this is the NWA women's champion, highly like touted Serena Deeb, like very technical. Wood of a thousand holds. Fun fact, there's a picture of her and the Iceman himself, Stinko yeah. Malenko, wearing her shirt. That says woman of a thousand holds and then you have the first ever AEW champion. I was like, this will be good. I'm not sure how though. And the answer was technical wrestling. Well, not even the technical side of it. For me, it was the crowd control because Serena like is working heel, but she came out to a bunch of people just fuck yeah, a person. That's gonna wrestle! <laughs> and even she was into it like, yeah, come on, yeah! And then she was like, how can I How can I screw this up? I know, I'll slap Riho in the face and fuck up her knee. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was a, a running theme that night as well, because everybody in that arena was so jazzed to fucking be there. They just love. They just wanted to cheer their favorites. <laughs> All Me these included. people! Clap, well, clap, 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 clap. 
Uh, um, yeah. Also, the uh, the Dee Rio match actually went pretty comparatively long. I mean, it went longer than uh, several matches on the uh, on the main show. Yeah, the only things that went longer were the two main events, so the triple threat, and then the stadium stampede. Um, Brett Baker versus Sheeta went longer. The battle royal and the tag match; those were the only ones that went longer. So about it was longer than about half the show. But no, it ruled. Um, I was a little bit stoned, and that may have just added to it, because at one point I was like, this is it. This is theater in the round. This is true Shakespeare in the modern day. Uh, it, I mean, Tears were coming to my eyes. Yes, and we could easily see that by the fact that when we were waiting in line to get into the stadium that you did your magician walk. Oh, I was just walking like a jaunty genie. <laughs> yes. Jump into Daly's place. Oh, uh, that was great. Then we get uh, Adam Page versus Brian Cage in a singles match. I thought this was a solid opener. It did get the second This Is Awesome chant. In fact, the This Is Awesome chant continued until a very specific match on the show really put an end to that streak. Almost as if seeing any wrestling live was awesome. Which yeah. it was. Well, I mean, um, and they were great matches, like Page versus Cage. The fact that Brian Cage was like, I'm going to be clever and I'm going to steal Hangman's move. And Hangman said, no, I'm going to steal yours and I'm going to yeet this big boy up onto my shoulders. Shoulders. Uh-huh. And um, it just went to show everybody loves Adam Page. This is for my future child, Yaga. <laughs> I'm going to, I have a family. Yeah, it was a very, I loved that one. Um, but. It was really hard. Like it, it was what it was. It was a solid opener. It had your arguably top baby face in the company in the form of Hangman Adam Page overcoming a beast. Great way to start the show. Was and the then returning you, beast, returning beast. Yes. No, no, turning. Like he's he's oh. face turning. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Because um, the whole storyline was like Page was like you need you really need Taz. He was like you're right. Then you fuckers come down here. And then they did, and they tried to slide in the belt, and he was like, the fuck, I've got this. And then Look they cost at him my body. This bicep is more hard than that belt. He, um, he also came down to the ring dressed as a cyborg, which I appreciated, honestly. Oh, and he struggled taking that shit <laughs> yeah. off. I, I felt bad, too, because he showed a picture of it, like, I think it was today or yesterday of, like, it in, like, a photo shoot. Everybody, including me, was like, oh, that looks a lot better than it did when he was wearing it. <laughs> yep. I, and everybody I wonder, was like, sunshine, sunlight does not help anybody's, like, cosplay. Yeah. yeah. I, I especially wonder what it would have been like, because this is one of the matches that I didn't see again from, like, the... Uh, the uh, the TV perspective, the pay-per-view perspective. And I honestly just want to go and watch the whole pay-per-view again from that perspective to see how different it was. Yeah. Uh, but then up next, probably second, if not tied for match of the night, as the Young Bucks take on Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. And it's exactly what you fucking expected, except it wasn't because... Eddie Kingston was getting cheered over John Moxley, and that made me so happy. It was great. It looked like it surprised him. <laughs> yeah, he was just looking around Kingston like, wait, that's, has... that's Dean Ambrose. That's the Shield fan. Has, has ever been as over as he was that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes me happy. Also, it, it makes me hope for, like, 
an Eddie mocks you down the road. I don't care who's a baby face and heel. We've already had it. <laughs> no, I mean like a real one. Oh, okay. Like a more brutal one. Uh, yeah. I loved this well, match. I'm sorry. You want more brutal than an Urican with a barbed wire and a guy getting bull choked with barbed wire? Yes, because I know they can do it. <laughs> They're Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Um, okay, listen, listen. <laughs> Pro wrestling is also about should as well as could. They can. It doesn't mean they should, Blake. You spend so much time the, thinking. Before they even thought what they had, they, they took it and they slapped it on a main event pay-per-view. And now you're selling it. You're selling it to the people. Listen, I'm not talking about exploding barbed wire, goddammit. No, I loved this because it was peak heel Young Bucks, and somehow they they managed to evolve it every single time. I think Matt's fake babyface comeback hot tag spot might be my favorite thing in professional wrestling today. That was probably the greatest one-minute segment of a match I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. That involved no actual wrestling. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was... It, it, it was the bit where he did the air humps. Like, he, that's a pinned gif uh, yeah. on the Young Bucks face. <laughs> I still love Mrs. Just Matt tweeting, my husband isn't okay. No. Uh, there, um, there, I don't know if y'all saw the Being the Elite episode, uh, where it was, uh, it was just them living in that new gimmick that they've built for the Young Bucks. Oh, yeah. And it was pretty fucking great. But, like, um... But you had that... You had uh, the Mega Powers mocking, you had the Shield mocking, and then you had John Moxley getting double kneed to the face eight times in a row before he'd finally go down. Yes, they made Mox look like a fucking monster with that. Like, with his resilience, too. Like, the fact that they kept hitting him, and he would literally just say, fuck you, I'm not going down, until he did. They made Kingston look like a monster, too, because they were like, we have to stop. He'll fucking get involved again somehow. Uh, it, it was a really good show, actually, of, like, tag team wrestling. Because, of course, Eddie and Mox, they know each other, known each other for a long time. The Young Bucks, that like, but they are still two singles wrestlers who just made a tag team. This is the perfect way to do that. Because the Young Bucks dissected them as yep. a tag team, and like, I, during the whole match. And I still adore the fact that Moxley was the one who ate the pin. And also, I did, I do love the multiple BTE triggers, because if they had hit one, Mox would have kicked out, it would have weakened the BTE trigger. So they just hit him with it again. They're like, you're not kicking out of this! Fuck okay, so you. If, we, if we hit you with eight, nobody will know if one was enough or if we needed all eight. <laughs> yes. I, I love, how too, how he just, like, they hit him with a BTE trigger, and he just stayed up. And it, they were just like, what the fuck is this guy made of? Yeah. Fuck you. We're gonna do I'll... it seven more times! I, I do love how, uh, one, Big LG got taken out by security, and two, Brandon Cutler got the shit kicked out of him, which was just... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Up next, we've got the Casino Battle Royal, which we're gonna discuss a part of this later during Heels and Babyfaces, but overall, I thought it was a decent Battle Royal. Nothing's ever gonna top 
the initial Casino Battle Royal in my mind. Max Caster's over as fuck. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when His Christian, Christian Cage got booed for eliminating Max Caster. Yes, he did. It was wonderful. He just but came like, out there, roasted Matt Seidel, roasted Edge, and was like, Dustin, he roasted- look at me. <laughs> Dustin, look at me. Look at me. You're so ugly you should paint your whole... Fa- like, you made him look at him for that weak diss. It was great. <laughs> Dylan, was are you great. saying that he roasted Christian Cage so hard he roasted Edge? Because he did. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian was better when he had an edge to him. It, it is very true. I feel like their only weak point in this is an- they announced fucking everybody. So it meant the only surprise of the match was, in fact... Um, uh, uh, Leo Rush, which is a nice surprise because it's a, it's a that's a surprise, and then he's not winning, so we're good. Yeah, the and, moment and, he came, the moment he came out, I wanted to kind of look at you and be like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for taking this uh, this loss for me. He was fucking great in like that debut too, but he, he was can't there for seem, two minutes. Well, he didn't even he got get. To, well, he got to put it, put his shit in, which is something that I haven't seen in Except a while. He fucked so. up one of his own spots twice. That's what uh, I was getting to because he also uh, fell into the curse of the debuting surprise fucking up somehow. Yeah, he didn't like Matt, Matt did. fuck up though. He didn't. He didn't almost kill himself. I no. did enjoy <laughs> Sir Pentago's entrance into the match. Where fucking um, shit, what's his name? Luther. Luther is just like shoving him towards the ring. I don't want to do it. Go. You're gonna do it. Do it for the vibe. And then he don't was out do within it. like two minutes. Um, this match also gave me a matchup I didn't think I would need, but I really do. And it's Evil Uno versus Penta. Because when you just see two bowling ball humans go at it against one another, both of them dressed in fancy costumes, I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of shit I want. That's my shit. It's like, uh, t- joke's on you, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Tony being like, just doing that battle royal and saying, that's a match I'm gonna do later. Gonna yeah. Do that one late. Ooh, those two look good together. I also like how the, uh, the eliminations were spread out. No one really came ahead. Christian had the most at four. Uh, Jungle Boy and Matt tied at three, I believe. And then everyone else had like one or two. Or a majority of them had zero. It was a, it was kind of weird early on too because it's like everybody because I think it was a Christian and Hobbs both decided to just take a quick little rest. Christian for some of the disappeared match. for a very long time, which is one of the reasons I'm happy Christian didn't win is because his motto is outwork everyone. Christian slept on the floor for the majority of this match. Which is not a diss against Christian. Like, this is a very long match. Take your fucking breather. If you won, though, we would have Roman Reigns roasted you in the middle of that ring. I think that's the point. Yep. As soon as he was gone, I was like, ah, he's not winning. Uh, I like Hobbs. I wish Hobbs had done more. <laughs> Hobbs is a big, yeah. Hobbs is a big boy. Big boy. But, uh, I've, I've said this before, but like, like Will Powerhouse Hobbs has like the like smirking grimace of like an anime villain. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> like, like, yes. like he just looks at you with that like, like smirk, and you're just like, well, somebody's dying right now. That's the look they give before they cut someone's head off. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. the thing that this 
battle royal, and I think all of AEW's battle royals does is just like show the fact that to everybody, it's like, damn, they got some talented people on this roster. Yeah. Um, then there's Matt Hardy and Private Party. I like. Then liked, there's, the, then there's Matt that. Hardy and his used car salesman. <laughs> I, I liked that, that dichotomy of Matt like being almost like the CM Punk straight edge savior, eliminating everybody until his cronies. Like I always like having a group like that in a rum in a rumble type situation. Uh, up next, we've got Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Gogo, and after that, we've got Miro versus <laughs> Lance Archer for the TNT. There we go. Wait, we're not talking about the end of the the battle royal. Uh, no, because that is, that may be, uh, something related to my baby face of the week. Uh, my apologies, I misread yours. Ah, you're good. Uh, so Miro Lance Archer. It wasn't bad. I do it not wasn't remember good. it. Yeah. It wasn't a bad match. It wasn't a good match. It was a match. So, here's what I remember distinctly. Lance Archer put Miro through a table. Yeah. Lance Archer did his old school into a moonwalk walk. Into uh, a, a senton. Or swanton, yeah. actually. No, it's moonsault. Oh, moons. Yeah, that's right. You said moonwalk, yeah. and I'm like, he didn't go backwards on those ropes, but God, he would be a talented motherfucker. Um, uh, I remember the Miro end. Miro murdered a snake. Miro did <laughs> kill a snake. I remember the ending because he... Lance Archer's too awkward to fit into proper a proper camel clutch, so Miro just had to convert it into like double hooks in like chin lock, and that's what mm -hmm. tapped him out. And I was like, he didn't tap out; he passed out. Ah, that's right. And I think I think part of this was like it was after the aforementioned uh, Cody Agogo match, which just took the air out of the room for us. It's like you know when there are really good matches, it's hard to remember the next one. It was mm -hmm. the opposite in this situation. It I do remember also... the Machka. I do remember the Machka kick because he hit two of them and they looked fucking crisp. Oh yeah. I think the other reason I don't remember it is this was also during the point of the night where there was a man behind us getting kicked out of the venue because of how mad he was that Anthony Agogo didn't win, and it was kind of like I think it was the Chris Rock bit where he's talking about murderers and he's like, "I'd I'd never do it, but I understand." <laughs> Well, I would almost, never rip up a USA sign after a Cody match, but I understand. I, understand. I get yeah. it. I uh, it it's it was just as annoying though as one of the people that was behind us that kept talking about it and yeah. just like how twenty years ago me and my buddies in the ECW arena or some shit twenty years ago we would fucked him up. I'd fuck you up for talking this much. Shut up. Watch the match. Yep. He was also the one that had that uh, had that kid. Oh, he was, yeah. like, standing in the aisle, like, go around, I've got a kid. And I wanted to be like... Go fuck yourself, I've you got gotta... a kid, I left him at home. <laughs> <laughs> go, uh, go fuck yourself, you're a shitty parent. <laughs> I think the um, I think the best thing that came out of this and, um, you know, uh, the fact that uh, CJ Perry is uh, now a free agent is yep. the fact that she finally got to congratulate her husband on winning the DNT championship. Oh, which... Uh, Speaking of uh, husband-wife duos, actually, I don't know if they're married or not. There was another wife in the audience, apparently really close to Megaran. Old Peyton Royce was there, getting to oh. watch her, getting to watch her husband get his shit kicked in by Sammy Guevara. <laughs> yep. Um, 
Miro's response, though, to CJ's tweet is, I was going to say it was a little weird you never mention it. I wear the title to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Up next is a match that I was eternally grateful that Dylan and his girlfriend swapped seats because then I had a buffer to prevent Dylan from killing me as I continuously was going, (laughs) D-M-D. Because earlier in the show, I was doing it with Dylan next to me, and you're like, I will elbow you to hell. And then I had a buffer, and I was like, now I have freedom! D-M-D! It was, um... I should have left your ass. (laughs) Should have left you at that Bucky's in the middle of Florida. No, that would have been too good for you. (laughs) You would have just gotten a job there. (laughs) No, you could have survived at the Bucky's. You would not have survived Jacksonville. So many buck nuts just to keep me alive. It's like... Oh, they just find you. They just find you wandering in your in your uh, in your Bucky Bucky one onesie back in the butcher shop. Oh, he's he's in the brisket again. (laughs) (laughs) You just look up. No, he's running away. He's starting to look like a beaver. (laughs) Okay, listen. So here's the thing. I was watching this match. I was. I swear to God, I tried my best to not be. I've never not. seen you get so angry at live wrestling. It was fucking amazing. I was okay until the spot where Rebel beamed, uh, beam Baker with the crutch, with the ref watching. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, "That's a disqualification. This match is over." And then the match kept going. It and went then, for a while too. And after then Britt that. Baker cheated three more times, and people cheered when she won. I've never hated anyone. And then they and and then they said thank you, Sheeta. And I've ju- I like wanted to go up to each one. You booed. You booed. You booed her. You can go fuck yourself. None of you believed in her except me. We could honor what Sheeta has done—a historic reign in the history of AEW wrestling—but also. D-M-D. No, now I'm mad, damn it. <laughs> I uh, I understood the change. I just wish that they... I, I really know, did. Like, I enjoyed it a lot. I really liked this match. I liked the match until the fuckery, and then the fuckery, I was just kind of like, all right, we get one. That's probably going to do it. I don't Two, remember three. much fuckery post the crutch shot. Like, maybe There's a little bit belt. near the end, but... There was the belt, and then there was another one after the belt. I forget what happened. No, wait, hold on. Kenny Omega hit a motherfucker with four belts. Now, that was a triple threat, so no DQ, but still. Uh, yeah, remember when she did the blackout onto the belt, and then there was, like, one other thing. Oh, that's right. The blackout onto the belt was sick, though, because she usually does the, nice. uh, she usually does the super dragon hold the arms back. That was a full-on Rollins back up just bash their head into the belt yeah i literally i did get up like people were standing up one two they're like no i got up and i was like all right i'm interested now it's like yeah i have hope that they haven't made this up nope nope fuckery and tap out okay cool i wish she had passed out i wish it wasn't a tap but like i understand you don't want to pass out victories back to back Mm mm-hmm which, honestly, if there was one that I was going to do the pass out for, it would have been this one and not the TNT match. But 
Yeah, it's weird to picture Lance Archer tapping, but like just Machka kick him to hell until you pin him. So um, here's the thing. I really don't want to have to deal with Britt Baker holding this title until like revolution. You're probably going to have to, bud. I said I don't want to. I didn't say I wasn't aware that it was going to happen. Yeah, but it could could drop it to Anna Jay at that point. No, I'm pretty sure she's going to drop it to Swole. That's not bad. Okay, That's pretty I can good. See that, yeah. Because Swole, cause Swole is long overdue for a title like program. Because she got sick again, like oh yeah, during over uh, over the holidays, and so that was part of why like she wasn't there. She even came back. She was like, "I'm owed a debt, and I'm going to be paid in gold." Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it. I liked this match. But I even more like it was. It was an it was an okay match. Like like I said, I'm with Blake. I was like, there was too much there was too much fuckery. Like if it had just been a straight up, like, I don't know. Like I beat you. It was the fact that people cheered after she clearly did fuckery. And we're like, you deserve it. I'm just like, no, no. This is oh my god. Like objectively, Britt Baker, the pro wrestler who puts in a lot of work, does deserve it. Now after everything she did, it is weird for that crowd to keep saying you deserve it. Yes. There was like a weird mental block that the fans had during specifically that match, because for the most part, like the opening match with Serena and Riho, once Serena slapped, the crowd knew that's the one we boo. For some reason, this is the one match where it's like, we know we have to boo you. We refuse to boo you. Which kind of makes me sad because it was over Sheeta who has held this that division down for a year. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, I I know how happy you are for Baker, but also it it's just a weird disconnect because Sheeta was also just like, deserves See, something. Like, that's why I enjoy the fuckery, because she is a heel. And also, Sheeta has held it for so long that obviously a heel would just keep the fuckery coming until they get their obvious thing, which is to win the belt. I feel like at that point, it was more the fans being like, yeah, stomp her onto the belt behind the ref's back. Yeah, that was so weird. That was so weird. Uh, uh, up next, though, holy fucking shit. Darby Allen and Sting versus Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, where we watched a man perish. I, it, has man it of the out? year, baby, man of the year. What's your guys' new fat? What's your guys' new gi- gimmick? You know how there's like the GQ yeah. man of the year. That's us now. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You our heard me. Gimmick, our entire gimmick is drip game. I think my favorite. What? My favorite moment of this match, by the way, was the fact that beforehand, Darby, of course, just cannonballs to the outside, and there's just an epic brawl that lasts about five minutes, and then finally they get back in the ring, and then the bell rings, and the entire crowd just starts laughing their asses off, like, it's not, it ain't started yet, is what you're saying. It ain't started yet. Sting, Sting literally did a crossbody off some poker chips onto two people. (laughs) 
I had I found energy I did not know I still yeah. had. See, like I started yes. I started ramping back up during the Baker match, but this was when the entire was, crowd came alive. No, no, I was I was dead. I was fully <laughs> dead after that Baker match, and I was like, "All right, this is gonna be." And then Sting jumped off, and I was like, "It's Sting!" <laughs> I I will never forget Scorpio Sky's expression as Sting just was right behind him on top of that pile of poker chips. Yeah. And he just threw him. And yeah. And then just man, left. He jumped off it. It's fucking insane. And I know the spot everyone does want to talk about where Ethan Page just threw a boy so far. But not, but not, not yet <laughs> far enough. Not far enough. But I will say my favorite moment is still when Scorpio hit the springboard cutter at the very end. And Sting just said, nope, and immediately had him for a scorpion death drop. It was beautiful. Sting no-selling in that moment was one of the most surprising things of the night. And also, it got my heart pumping so much. Well, what I liked about it was the fact that Scorpio hit that cutter earlier in the show. So that way you knew when Scorpio left, that's the move he's going for. That's what he's trying to do. He goes to do it on Sting, and Sting says... No, I'm gonna murder you. Bap, one, two, three. Best way to end the match. I still think Darby probably was gonna be the one to get the pin, because Sting got the pin in the uh, the cinematic match, but feel like plans changed when Darby's ankle crashed into a barricade full force. Yes, I mean, it, it was one of those things where it's like, it doesn't look like he's hopping and selling. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's actually hurt his ankle. Have Although we heard nothing, anything about him? I was going to say, nothing's come out about that. So, once again... So, like, I don't know if you've ever, like, bruised a bone. Yeah. Because I had that happen in football. Like, somebody's helmet went, like, right into it. And it, it is the level of pain that you would assume it's broken until you break a bone and then you know what it actually is. Um, but, um, like, yeah... Something like that, he would not be, he would not be anything. Like, yeah, he was. <laughs> Darby Allen and Sting got pulled over three times while filming their entrance video. That's fucking amazing. Oh my god. The, uh, the entrance video was great too, by the way. I oh, don't yeah. see anything about him being injured. Oh my god. Oh my god. With the glare. Scotty, do you know what you look like? You look like emo Tony Schiavone. Yeah, I'm down with that. I'm <laughs> fucking fine with that. I've been watching uh, OSW and watching their like old WCW reviews and seeing what young Schiavone looks like. And I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> how did this happen to you? Yep. Um, also, and then just... you look at yourself and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last parting gift, though. Sting is 62 years old. Fucking killer. An absolute and he took his kill. shirt off. He took, took his, shirt, his off. shirt off. I was like, so amazed. That's what what's the, weird. Uh, the crossbody popped me. Taking his shirt off really popped me because I'm like, he has confidence in his body. Go sting. And also body like, positivity. Yes. <laughs> and he loves himself. By the way, I want you to know that no one has been more happy to take a pinfall loss in their life than Scorpio Sky was in that moment. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. You know he was he was there going, This is the greatest moment of my life. 
This is so fucking great. Thank you, Stink. This is the greatest show. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. Um, how much of this next one can we even talk about? It is the triple threat for the AEW Championship. Kenny Omega defeating Orange Cassidy and Pac. I felt so bad for Pac. Because, yeah, he had a couple decent near falls, but this match was Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy. Pac had me at a couple points where I was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the um, the power bomb spot. Or no, that was two Pac, wasn't it? The power bomb yeah. spot where he... Well, no, because he, 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 he hit a black arrow at one point. Oh, that's right. And I was just like, I don't see anybody nearby. And then, <laughs> and then Kenny showed up, and I was just like, oh, thank God. I thought that was going to be it. Like, Kenny out of nowhere. Yeah. I still love that powerbomb spot. Because usually, like, when you do a sunset flip powerbomb, you hold for a few, before, like, just to get your planting right. They didn't give a shit. It was a full momentum flip. Yeet the child. He's in the middle of the ring now. Oh, God, it was, this match was phenomenal. It was 27 um, minutes. It was the second longest match on the card, the longest non-cinematic match on the card. And yeah, it earned it. It earned that spot. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm finding it hard to think of things to talk about that wouldn't interfere with our heels or baby faces of the week. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, hold on, holy- Holy shit, we've taken a lot of... This match is our heel and baby faces of the week, basically. Yep. Uh, Then let's just get on to the main event of the evening, a match that I honestly don't think needed to be the main, main event. I think it needed to be the main event of, like, the first half of the show. Cause I no, because of, like, cause like the way they ended it and, like, with the thing. Like, I understand why. Yeah. You could not end the pay-per-view on the way it ended with the crowd the way it was. You could not send a crowd home like Oh, that. with Kenny? See, I wish this was, like, old-school BTE, where just all of them would come out, talk shit on the microphone, record stuff for BTE like they used to do at the end of ROH shows. Yeah, they were faces then. They've had, they did it during heel runs, too, didn't they? The Bucks weren't heel in Ring of Honor. Okay. The Bucks were Ring of Honor. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, um, inner, inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. I believe all of our highlights of this was when they started fighting into the arena. We look up on the balcony above us, and there's just Chris Jericho and MJF going at it, and I'm fairly sure MJF almost bled on us. I don't know, man. The bit where uh, the bit where we all sang Judas for the first time live in forever felt pretty cool. Has Ali shown you the video? Uh, like I heard it. I didn't get to see it. There is video of Dylan singing Judas at the top of his fucking lungs, and it is amazing. As they propelled down the fucking <laughs> so much. We, and I was like, this is so unnecessary. <laughs> this was also the point where my voice was giving out, but I knew that I had to give it my all for Judas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gave it all for Judas, and then once I was like, okay, this is just the cinematic portion. We can all chill. It was a bit just like watching a movie at that point, and we'd react to, like, small things here and there, like Conan got a big pop. Uh, FTR being at the world's most exclusive g- gay club at <laughs> Daly's Place got a big pop. Where they were one of, like, seven people there. <laughs> yeah. 
and then them drinking the vodka. Sean Spears just sitting in this giant chair chamber while just bear jewing this chair at the ground. Just basically doing that bit from the Warriors. Warriors, oh yeah, come out to play. Except it was Sammy. I feel like those segments went a little too long for my taste. Like I feel like. There should have been more cut between segments because it was just long segment of MJF and Jericho, long segment of Ward. Oh no, it was Hager. long segment of MJF Jericho, shorter segment of the other guys. Long se- this entire match was MJF versus Jericho, and then the other the other eight people. Yeah. Um, well, it um I do. <laughs> Uh, appreciate FTR and Santana and Ortiz for being the only people who, during their segments, tried to get a pinfall. Everyone else was like, no, I'm going to run this man through a wall. Meanwhile, those two teams are like, I'm going to try to win. I'm going to try to actually win this. I also respect them for uh, allowing the other team to throw glass bottles at them. (laughs) While shirtless, no less. Uh Uh-huh. But then... um, The way they broke, though, it looked like that breakaway glass. Like, if you've ever seen the sugar glass. That shit still hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I've been hit with them before. Like, it doesn't hurt as much as you think. Yeah, but then uh, Jericho's brace gets thrown down to the crowd, and uh, I definitely tried tried to to catch it. I was like, ha! Ah! And then some guy in front of I was like, props to you for getting that. Uh, Get Sammy- that autographed at the next session. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you dropped this, Chris. Can you sign it for me? <laughs> no! No, you Give me idiot. that back, you stupid idiot. Um, and then Sammy fights, spears into the arena, hits the 630, gets the victory. And Now, no, Sammy does not just fight spears into the arena. Sammy... Uh, drives him through a golf cart into the arena, That's basically. That's right. He achieved, he lived up to his birthright, finally getting his own golf cart to drive him into the arena. <laughs> and Spears took that bump like a fucking man. He was like, there's a car. I guess this is it for old Spearsy. It's like, if I, was, I, I slip, I'm dead. I would like I'm to dead. point out that Sean Spears took... The two most brutal... You, you realize that your mic stand is just in front of the camera, right? Yeah, I can't I, even see. You. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. But uh, took like two of the most brutal spas because he he took that and then he took having his face kicked into a set up chair in the corner. Oh, and I don't the, know if you uh, remember that part. Was it an elbow drop or a, a what was it through the table in like the little chair the chariot? Chair- oh no no he 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 bailed before that. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, he he got he got super dragoned into that chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what he did to Sammy when the uh, Pinnacle first debuted. So it was turnabout being fair play, 6.30. And hey, guys, guess what Jericho did this week? Win back a little bit of respect by allowing Sammy to get the victory because this pay-per-view was built to put over younger talent and this match did exactly that and it made me very happy. Yeah, the amount they put over Sammy was actually very nice. Like, the amount that they put over their young and upcoming talent, where yeah. you have, like, a Hangman, who's obviously going to be their next big babyface champ. You have, um, we'll get into him later, but Jungle Boy, you've got uh, Sammy, and... Um, Sammy, Sammy might dethrone Miro at this rate. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would like to see that. That would be great. I want to see Sammy hit Miro with the go to hell. Yes! Just because, by the way... 
Miro is is billed as 280 pounds and like f- there's only enough fat on that to cover up the fact that he is just a meat man. Just <laughs> he's a muscle man. I like I like saw him and they announced that and I was like I know there's fat there but like he is the epitome of built like a brick shit house. Yeah. There there's got to be but where is it? Is there anything else from this we're forgetting that was really good? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I mean, it, there was so much. We were it was a long show, and then we immediately had a three hour drive back. So there may be. I'd have like to the watch Jericho it again. MJF stuff was fun, but also knowing how much of a blood feud this was, it was a little bit weird seeing MJF like hit hit him with a phone and then do the talking to the phone bit. Um, really, which it really just, wasn't. Yeah, that that's, sounds that's like him. something MJF would do. Just I did to like me. the uh, the taking the card saying thank you and stapling it to MJF's head because that's been the whole crux of the storyline is thanking Jericho. <laughs> uh, and um, I just like I just loved it because like from a uh, kayfabe. Uh, you the bit where the bit where fucking Urban Meyer's assistant threw yeah. footballs to Chris Jericho. And then he then he threw him out and then and then Urban Meyer was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <sighs> oh, and then the moment where uh, the uh, the eldest con cardboard cutout was there and MJF like beat it up. And then Jericho goes, you just made a big mistake and then pets his head. Then there was the uh, the pile driver onto that solid oaken table. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, and then there was just happened to be a miniature baseball bat inside the office yes uh but you know what i've missed this past couple of weeks while we've been doing all these different types of shows talk about patreon.com slash loaded bs the website where you can support us and get access to exclusive content like older episodes of jwf monday night ignition nope monday night war that blake tanner and i do special guest commentating over and wrestling history x the show where we pick something in wrestling we like and we just break it down for you in a full long biography and it's been written in the scrolls that one day Blake Tanner will do one on John Moxley. I know I'm going to get there. I'm going to do it. I've got some of it written out even. Very proud of you and you can get all that at patreon.com slash load of BS. But you know what I've missed even more than shilling? Who are we tweeting this week, Dylan? Uh, you should tweet at Jungle Boy, and you should just be like, at Jungle Boy. Oh, 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 <laughs> I was either going to do that or, hey, hangman, congrats on the hang baby. No, that sounds wrong. Cow baby. Hey. That at- also sounds wrong. <laughs> Jungle Boy's the, and this is skipping ahead a little bit, but I love describing Jungle Boy to people because it's like, hey, you remember Luke Perry, the actor? Oh, yeah, from the 80s? Yeah, he was great. Well, his kid's a wrestler. Oh, has he got, like, a Hollywood gimmick? No. He's a jungle boy. What? Yeah, he's like a jungle boy, like a Tarzan, and he just runs around the ring and does a bunch of flippy shit, and he comes out to Tarzan boy. He comes out to Tarzan Tarzan boy by Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious if somebody has written out the proper oh 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 and how to format that google the lyrics to the song i'm sure it'll be there lyrics oh 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 oh
oh, oh, oh. Yeah, as bad as Cody's theme was stuck in our head after last Double or Nothing, it ain't got shit on Tarzan Boy. It has nothing on Tarzan Boy. Not after that win, man, especially. Uh, but for right now, let's get into our... The thing is, is that, like, I... <laughs> so, Ali was not a fan of uh, of Jungle Boy before the match. He was just like, okay, I... Why? And then it, and then the the thing, the match happened. And, like we were all cheering because she was talking about how she was motivated by Spike because she hates Matt Hardy more than anyone in that company. Oh, it's great! It's, a, it's, it's amazing. so good. She hates him so much. <laughs> but she got like real invested in Jungle Boy. Yep. So I guess going off of that, we should get into our heels of baby faces. And what better baby face to start with than with yours, Scotty? Well, well let's start with negativity first. I don't want to end with some bad shit. Let's start with our heels of the week. I'll start with the shittiest one and the most heelish of them all. And it's uh, a fucking Spanish commentator who got what was coming to them. Yeah. Because they, uh, let me f- pull up the actual full story. It was um, Willie Urbina, who is a Spanish announcer for AEW. Now, I will say, I'm also very happy he got released because now instead of him coming out in front of us at the show to the Spanish announce ca- table, we got to just sit inches away from Phoenix, who was at the Spanish announce table. Not, not, not inches, feet. Ah, feet, yeah, at yeah. At least like, tw- like 30 He could have leapt towards us. But that's also because it's Phoenix. Um, but yeah, he was caught on a hot mic during the Fight TV broadcast mocking Hikaru Shida's accent. Um, Thunder Rosa, Dasha Corette, and Alex Abrahantes, who is also the manager for Pentagon, were apparently awkwardly laughing, just like, <laughs> you shouldn't be fucking doing this. Uh, they tried to get him to stop, and then following that, he was released from the company. And Tony Khan addressed it after Double or Nothing in front of his weird Seinfeld stand-up set he had created, saying, I didn't I didn't think there was any excuse. I was not happy with it, so after I heard what was said and having talked to the other commentators involved about what was said, who I ap- about her, who I also apologized to, I thought it was best for the company to make the decision that we made. Good talk damn right, Tony Khan. Immediate exactly- fixing. Exactly what you need to do. You know, not like keeping a white supremacist on your roster for months. Or keeping a dream alive that long. I'm just now seeing pictures of Nick Jackson's beard. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) fucking You know what? Secondary heel of the week. Nick Jackson's fucking beard. The only reason it's a heel, though, is because it made it harder to tell them apart. It really did. Oh, it was so good. I love how bad it is. That's what I love about the Bucks, is they are willing to go to extreme lengths to get made fun of. It's so good. Uh, but yeah. And listen, Nick, don't worry. You'll never listen to this, but your beard could never be as bad as mine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go fuck yourself, former commentator. What have you guys got? Hold on, Blake, can you go next? Because me and Dylan are going to tag team this motherfucker. Don't worry, I'm going to jump in on that. We're going to make it a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's which a three is really, on one handicap match. Yep, which is going to be really, really sad for my heel of the week. Don motherfucking Callus, which is, it's fuck a good you, heel, Don. though. Don, fuck, fuck you, Don. Don. Fuck you, I, Don. 
fucking love. I've never, as I was saying afterwards, I've never experienced nuclear heat in real life before. <laughs> it was so, palpable. Holy fuck. I was looking around being like, man, I hope he gets home okay. Don Callis <laughs> is not leaving this arena alive. He even... <laughs> It looked like that he was, was EC. That was that's the closest I ever got to experiencing ECW. Was that like <laughs> ten to thirty seconds? Like, God, that was one night stand all over again. Even Don and, looked afraid. Don yes. was like, "Oh, I fucked even Don up. was getting flashbacks. Like, I haven't been here since the nineties. <laughs> it's like, are they gonna start throwing shit at me? Because I feel like it. Um, and the reason that is is because Don fucking Callis. Uh, there was a point in the match, I can't remember exactly what spot, but if you uh, listen to I the believe, commentary. Wasn't it after like two orange punches to Kenny? No, he orange punched uh, orange punched Pac, then uh, Kenny, then Pac was getting back up again and he was like getting ready for it. There was, I, I, the, 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 the spot that made everybody say fuck you was after he orange punched Kenny. Yes, exactly, because that, uh, the orange, or, um, Leading up to that, Don was on commentary, and then at one point he just like says, "Oh shit!" and he t- rips his <laughs> oh, headset off. That was the uh, that was the super that was the super Falcon Arrow. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. That orange grab Pac and threw him out of the ring for. Yeah, the yeah. closest of near falls in that entire match, and so then a few moments later, he was about to get a actual fall, and Don just no, it was it was a while later. Well, yeah, yeah, but that set it up to where. Oh, we, he's already gotten a near fall. That means he's going to get a real fall next. Until. Until, until Don Callis on the side of the ring pulled directly from the pinning position. Orange Cassidy out of the ring. Nope. Pulled, pulled Bryce Rimsberg. Bryce Rimsberg. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant to say Bryce, but like he pulled him out so he couldn't finish the count. And everybody was pissed. Orange Cassidy, False. of course. False. There was one I man was in that arena who was not pissed, and he is on this call right now. Yes, there was one man who just was like, wrong. Just like I, there was one man rooting for the Young Bucks during their tag team match. <laughs> um, but I uh, felt like such an asshole after that match. I was just going, woo! That moment, it went from sheer... Oh my god, it could actually happen. Oh my god, this is happening. Oh my god, because we didn't see, like, I didn't see Callus. Oh, I did. Going oh, I, for did. I did. Oh, yeah, I, I saw him in position. I was like, wait for it. Wait, because everybody else was so into it, and I was like, y'all aren't seeing the forest for the trees. <laughs> wait for it. Because I was dead. I had no energy left. Like, all my ability to cheer died out in that match. Like, I fucking, I crashed hard. But it was really cool, because, like, uh... Like it was, it was like whenever I watch it, and like you know, I'm kind of stoned, and I'm just like, oh yeah, and then this is so well done. And I just look, and I was like, and then in five, four, <laughs> three, two, yoink, boom! You done? I was like, y'all really uh, thought this was happening, huh? Y'all didn't just look at the ref placement alone. The only oh, time I'm I've sorry, gotten- and fucking. <laughs> That's the same energy that people who say Rick and Morty is really only something you understand if you're an intellectual gets. No, you, you could fucking... see him. He was right there. No, the only time I've seen that. Yeah, he was right there. Only time I've seen that much heat that wasn't this was after Brock Lesnar pinned The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Because it was 
dead silent for about five seconds as all of us were like, that was a mistake. Brock's music hits. Bullshit! Bullshit! And that was it. So that's the closest I've come to that much heat. Uh-huh. And it was a point It was that, still great, though. Yeah. It still made... It still... It made you believe. Oh, despite yeah. Despite knowing better. It was like a New Japan match. We were just like, wait, was I wrong? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, y'all already... in America. Apparently, y'all already saw it coming, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only time that I... Like, it... I did get that New Japan, this is about to happen, was the uh, Super Falcon Arrow toss-out by Cassidy. One, two... Kenny Omega, master of the near fall. I think Bryce's hand was already touching the mat. It just hadn't made the slap noise yet. Although prep props to uh props to Bryce for like those quick falls too, because he he could have been just so fucking close and he knew exactly when to stop. Yeah. Bryce yeah. is a great ref. Uh I had it I had it whenever he hit both of them with an orange punch, and I was just like, well. <laughs> I may have miscalculated this, but I'm glad I took Orange Cassidy in the prediction. <laughs> I believe I believe we did have a moment during the predictions where we're like, it could happen. It yeah. could happen. Probably not. We don't believe it, it will, yeah. but it could. <laughs> um, it's AEW. Tony Khan could gain all of us. Yeah. Uh, but no, fuck. Uh, Don Callis, because of just the sheer amount of heat that he gathered... He was a uh, fucking so supernova at that point uh, of hatred. Oh, uh, God. He, I now want a pair of those shades in his honor. <laughs> I uh, No, it, it was uh, masterful heel work, and he worked everybody, almost. Are you... Are <laughs> and now for your main event of the evening. It's time! Dylan, He's got laser beams! Dylan, your heel of the week. Okay, so, um... Like, I know I called this from the start. Like, like from miles out, I was like, listen. <laughs> it's Memorial Day weekend. It's, it's, it's Jacksonville. It's a wrestling event in America. Yeah. It didn't help, though, did it? <laughs> it it's gonna be bad. Okay, it's, I, it's gonna be bad. And then the motherfucker comes out. And oh my fucking god. Like, like don't get me wrong. This was, ironically, one of his least douchebag entrances. Oh, yeah, I, I believe I believe it's just after the fighter fest where he, like, tied with Darby. Like, where he did the draw with Darby. I don't remember that one being too douchey. Yeah, he had full, like, bad. 90s surfer sting mixed with the Lex Express, because he is a bus wanker. Which, by the way, early baby phase of the week does go to Anthony Agogo's Twitter game, where he did declare Cody to be a bus wanker and a piss boy, and that's all I could think of during this match. But then he just came out dressed as the gaudiest fucking outfit I've ever seen, with, like, fucking full red, white, and blue boots. I didn't notice them until partway through the match because the rest of his outfit was so garish. You literally pulled me aside to just be like, look at his fucking, look at the boot, look at the boots! And the boots I mean, that look like somebody, something somebody would buy from Walmart. <laughs> guy, I mean, fucking guy behind us had it hit the nail on the head when he said he looked j fucking just like Homelander. Let's go, Homelander! <laughs> Homelander! The, the worst... 
The worst part about that whole match was how much it really no-sold how good of a wrestler Anthony Agogo has become in such a short time. Because Anthony Agogo did at least three moves in that match that I'd never seen someone do before. (laughs) He's like, no, no, for real, his like F5 into a choke slam is something that I've only thought of in my create-a-move mind. I'm like, no one's ever done it before. It must not be possible. There must be one thing, and he hit it. And I was like, that should be your finish. Yeah. Fuck punching people. Pin him now. I, I believe it. I still maintain the reason that he lost is when he hit that frog splash, he punched himself in the dick so hard that he couldn't do anything for the rest of the <laughs> match with full force. I believe I believe the part where I said fuck, fuck, like just fuck you was where Cody was outboxing an Olympian. Yeah, yeah, right. It's he was like, like ducking and weaving, hitting him in the in the in the body. I'm just like, this isn't happening right now, right? Like Cody Rhodes isn't can't suck his own dick this hard, can he? And he did, th- and he did. A thousand of your grandfathers could be plumbers, Cody, and I would not give a shit. Okay, if you did. that's a that's a secondary thing because I don't. We didn't talk about it last week because we didn't cover news. Cody had the most buck wild interview where he was like, people didn't enjoy my promo where I cured racism in America, but I want you to know I workshopped that for several weeks through several different focus groups, which is insane. It was even more insane, though, when he then went on to be like, I consider myself like Robin from Batman, which point I just kind of leaned back in my chair like, go on. Uh, okay, and go all of on crazy. The, swear to God, the peroxide is getting to his brain. Yeah. He's like, all of the Robins are broken children. One's a killer. One's the Red Hood. There's not a good one in the bunch. That's what being a second generation wrestler is like. And I'm like, go on. And he goes, but I believe for one night, I can be the Batman. I could put on the cowl. I can be the American Dream. Here's the thing. He was not the American dream. He also wasn't Cody. He was just some weird third thing in the ring. He was Homelander. He was Homelander. He was, Homelander. He was the American nightmare. Yeah, he was the American nightmare, Cody. Because, like, wrote. I, I'll be honest, if he had won through some variant of, like, or not even won through it, but hit a bionic elbow or done anything dusty adjacent to show I am being the son of a plumber, I am being this character, I am putting on the cowl, fine. Or if he had, or if he had I don't know, done anything in his entrance that wasn't just over-the-top self-aggrandizing bullshit. Or if he had hit, if he had finished the match with either a bionic elbow, a Cody cutter, a crossroads, but not... <laughs> A vertebraker, which I know Cody's used before. But when you're like, I'm going to be the American dream and I'm going to finish off this dastardly foreigner with Dusty's famed move, the vertebraker. Gonna get, gonna hit a good old gringo killer. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna bust out a cop killer in this match, except I'm Cody, so I don't call it that. Yeah, freaking. Yeah, no, Ogogo looked really really good and arguably you know kayfabe wise had the match won but didn't didn't because he you know he's new to new to wrestling didn't know to like you know get the leg in and all that yeah. shit but could have counted to a million but like oh my dear sweet god even on twitter they're like is it just me or did this suck all the energy out of the crowd 
It did. It very it much did. did. It did. Well, except for the ones that were like, yeah, USA, you screw that. It was because a go-go did too good a job. I don't know who told him like, yeah, so like point out all the flaws in America. And he did. And we were just like, I agree with you, British man. Good point. Good you know point. what? Also, it was the fact that like, so like, what did a go-go come out? He gave it an all black. So you knew who the bad guy was. But the back of his trunks had the Olympic symbol on it. You know, the symbol of unity and competition. Yeah. And, like, even if it was a remake of his name, like, it was a real, like, America saying fuck you to the world. And, like, <laughs> no, 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 re- wrestling's not the 80s anymore. We're all just looking at this like, this is a this is a bad parody of what wrestling has become. My favorite call, my favorite thing I said the whole night was, yeah, Cody, you beat up that guy for his horrible sin of being from a different country than us. Good. Good. I hate... You better teach him to not be born in Britain. Proud of you. (laughs) Proud of you. Yeah. So, Cody, again, again, it is so impressive how Cody can be like, seem like such a good person, but at the same time, God, fuck that guy. Yeah. He's become Triple H. OSW got it right. He's become the Triple H of AEW. He has. I mean, uh, we kind of knew that as soon as he, like, took a sledgehammer and hit a throne real hard, but still... Yeah. yeah, but this thing where, like, he goes up against new talent, and he doesn't put them over. Which is the he one... He put over Darby. He did put over Darby. But even then, at the end, it was he made a tie. it about him, not... Yeah, he, but even then, at the end, he made it about himself, not Darby, because he was the one handing off the title to Darby in, like, some grand fashion. Which, yeah. funnily enough, that is the one instance that I can think of easily where it was like, we did they didn't put over a new talent in that situation, in yeah. Double or Nothing. But uh, let's get into baby faces of the week. And since both of yours will be relevant to one match, I guess I must start. And I guess I, I, the best way I can begin is just with a, a few words. And, and they are as follows. Oh, 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 when Dylan last week said, fuck it, I'm choosing Jungle Boy, I was like, that's a bit of a long shot, but okay. Then Jungle Boy came out, and I said, nah, Dylan's right. Dylan is right. The uh, the entire crowd willed it into existence. <laughs> uh, by, by the way, um, Jungle Boy did an interview about Tarzan Boy. He goes, it was crazy to me. The song was Joey Janela's idea. I'd never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like goofy, but I immediately saw how much people enjoyed it. And that's what made me fall in love with it. And I'm like, yeah, Joey, dude. How many good ideas has Joey Janela had? And yet the poor motherfucker is on the low card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's what you get for just wanting to work every show in existence at once. And he then goes on to say exactly what we thought, which is that is what he was missing because he is killer in the ring. He's a phenomenal worker. He I mean, like, there's a reason why he technically never lost to Chris Jericho. Like it went to a 10 minute draw. The man is great. He just needed like something to set him apart and make him special. And it's. It's the Fandango thing of if you give us something to sing, we will be behind the person we're singing at. Yep. Um, Between this and the uh, tag team rumble, 
Jungle Boy's amazing. Like, he's good in singles matches, but he's amazing at rumbles. Like, the moment where uh, him and Christian are fighting on the outside, and of course everyone's like, okay, one of them will fall, that's the end. Jungle Boy said, nah, fuck you, hit a basically a 619 around the ring post, got back in the ring, and now the match is still on, baby! It was fuck it. It was phenomenal. Like I um I I could we could all tell. Like as it got down to the final ones, we knew it was gonna be Jungle Boy, but we just wanted to make sure because Jungle Boy has come close before. Yeah. And as it as it went on, I was like, Christian is still here and I don't like it. And I, but uh Go on. I sorry. feel like this is our also this was the big litmus test is are you going to be WWE 2.0 and just have Christian come back, do exactly what Edge did, which was enter a rumble at one and then go all the way to the end and win? Or are you going to give us something new, something special, give him a rub? Like, I think Blake said it best, which was Christian doesn't need to win something to get a title shot because he's Christian. They could literally is- give it to him at any pay-per-view and it's fine. Tony Khan's good at bullshitting about that because like Britt Baker came out one week and was like, I'm fifth ranked. I'm going to work my way up the next few weeks and I'm going to be number one ranked. I think I saw one Britt Baker match and then she came out after Sheeta beat uh, Ty Conti and was like, I'm number one in the rankings. All right, Tony, you did some magic back there, bud. You got magic her up man. there. But yeah, Jungle Boy definitely needed the rub more than Christian ever would because he's fucking Christian. Like, that's just the short and the long. And when it did just come down to Jungle Boy and Christian, they got funky. Oh, yeah, it was very good. I loved Christian after the fact getting in the ring. And you could see he was still upset at losing, but also was just like, you go kick Kenny Omega's ass. You're not going to. But you go try to kick Kenny Omega's <laughs> ass. That is something that I love about Christian, too, is, like, I did not need to hear what he was saying. I knew exactly what he was saying. He's very yeah. good at portraying that. And, like, the fact that he got in there and just hugged him afterwards, it was just, yeah. like, a real big move. Because he was there with fucking Marco and Luchasaurus just, like, riding around, having Marco fun. Marco was like a bullet train from hell marco got shot out of a cannon and just like koala hugged onto the side of jungle boy the first moment he could but yeah jungle boy baby face of the week that kid is absolutely going places if it's not sammy guevara jungle boy is going to be the one to beat miro yes um meanwhile in who the do we go between both of y'all? Both of y'all have very good. I don't know who needs to main event this though. Uh, I I'll take mine because I'd love to like triple threat this one again too because okay. he was just so good and the fact that like on a show where there were so many over people like it is hard to describe. I have never been in a crowd energy where in so in. Almost every match, somebody has been massively over in it. Um, and the point, like, to the fact that in the triple threat, motherfucking freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy was the man that was over when he was in there with oh, yeah. Pac and Kenny fucking Omega. 
It's he weird, was... especially in an AEW crowd of Smarks, who all of us love Kenny Omega. So obviously, I was coming into that match thinking, okay, there's going to be a bunch of dueling chants, a lot of people going for Kenny, a lot of people going for uh, OC, maybe a few pop chants. No, with the exception of one man in the audience, I'd like everyone to guess who that is. <laughs> uh, everyone was going for Orange Cassidy. Yes, and I, I will say they, they made it look amazing. He was just right there all the time. There was a point where I was like, I wonder if he's okay because his body has turned into beet color. Like it was, What I loved the most about it was the fact that it wasn't the, the Orange Cassidy we saw during the Jericho feud, but it also wasn't typical sloth Orange Cassidy either. It was a fun melding. I'm happy he's finally figured out like how to work at that main event style while not losing who he was. Yes, I, I have to agree, because he, he was still doing his stuff. The, the moment when he uh, countered a superplex by putting his hands in his pockets and just oh, grabbing God. onto his jeans so good. my Orange Cassidy, like, uh, in a, did in he, a match. Uh, did he do the little kicks to Kenny at any point, or was it only to pack? Only to pack. Ah, and he that kicked straight in the dick. Which finally answers that OSW review. Why doesn't someone just punch him? Well, funny you should ask. Kick him in the, the British dick. guy did exactly something. What was along it? There those was lines. another low blow. It wasn't the pack one because the pack caster pop up pop up kick to the dick on Matt side out. <laughs> it was so good. Um, Eight out of ten. I um I also have to like give real big props to like whoever designed that match from a technical standpoint too, or if they just called it in the ring because it was like. Um, Scotty, you mentioned this earlier. We thought it was going to be Pac versus Omega with Orange Cassidy as the third man. Oh, no, it I was, was thinking the opposite. It was OC, Kenny, Pac just kind of being a, the shark around the outside that would occasionally interfere in it. Well, I, I feel like it was more of a, a homogenous, like, mix of the three. Like, they all oh, got yeah. their stuff in, like, and they all had a, a varying amount of time. But it did, it did actually oh, just feel like... The fucking... This is gonna get into Dylan's baby face of the week, which, fun fact, guess who it is. Um, the <laughs> fucking moment where Pac had <laughs> Orange Cassidy in the Brutalizer, and Kenny's just trying to pry him apart and goes, Fuck, I can't. I can fuck up Bryce, though. No. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it was, uh, it was wonderful, and I've, um... I struggle to hear somebody that has gotten over with such a gimmick like Orange Cassidy has. Like, it is a phenomenal, perfect storm of that man will one day hold the AEW World Championship. We all know it. It's going to be at some point. I don't know when. But it's going to be great. This was the moment where if you had ever said, like, Cassidy as any champion, I would be like, no, he's kind of got a glass ceiling to him. This was the match that said, no, fuck you, actually. Because he's guess, great. Yeah, because guess what, y'all? Orange Cassidy is a great fucking wrestler. I mean, like, that's evident when you just see that he can do a kip up with his hands in his pockets and all of those maneuvers without having to balance with his hands. Like, that's evidence enough of, oh, this guy's good. He's great. I love him. Orange Cassidy for love. Orange Cassidy for life. Now, I wonder who Dylan's baby face of the week is. Uh, Might have been the guy that uh, 
hit Pac with four separate championship belts and <laughs> came out came out wearing those belts like it was a fucking suit of armor. <laughs> that man that man walked out like a Japanese wrestler in the nineties, just like draped <laughs> in gold. <laughs> The minute he grabbed that first belt, and then I was like, okay, belt shot. And then he asked for another. I went, oh, no, Buck's going to die. Ah, so we're doing this, huh? Yeah. And we did. By the way, in person, under those lights, the AEW championship has never looked better. Oh, yeah. It was glimmering. Yeah. Oh, so, so beautiful. But, yeah, no, Kenny Omega, uh, Kenny Omega rocks. Talk about OC all you want, and he he is over. But like, Kenny, oh god, there were so many, so many great spots, so much great character work. He, uh, I think he listened to last week's episode and the fact that he got denied a spot as the pinnacle top triple threat match, and went, I can get it. <laughs> Just give me a weekend, boys. I'll take care of that for y'all. I do love any match, uh, like any big match that he has. He'll pull out Kreutz Wrath. Oh it's yeah! Always such a, it's always such a joy getting to see that move because it's so fucking sick. It's got such a great name too. Uh, but yeah, the the Snapdragon like, like it was a great character work where Blake OC was trying to avoid uh, the Snapdragon with his hands, and he was just like, no. Or the bit where he he put his hands in his pockets, Kenny like dazed him, and then took them out so he could hit a Tiger Driver ninety seven. Yeah, yeah. The bit where OC was on his on his knees, he took the knee pad down, hit 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 OC twice, and then OC was like, "Stop!" Hands in pockets, fell over. Like it was just it. There were so many. There was so much good. It was the fact that the match ended in a flash pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny Kenny could have done this thing where he's like, "I'm definitively gonna put beat Orange Cassidy, put Orange Cassidy on. I'm definitively gonna no, 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 no. I the this match we're going to tell here is that OC relies on his orange punch so much that he's not expecting this. Yes, yeah, and yeah. the fact that it's like, I am going to, like, the fact that Kenny was like, no, I'm gonna win, but I'm gonna win by the skin of my teeth. Well, you know? not only that, it's it's also kind of clever because what Kenny's done with his current reign is whoever challenges me, I want to beat them at their game. And hitting a one-winged angel is not Orange Cassidy's game. It's clever shit. It's hitting like the mousetrap and shit like that. So hitting one of those quick, clever roll-ups is beating Orange Cassidy at his own game. And that's exactly what Kenny did. Ah, yes. It was it was so good too, because like Aubrey came out and everybody was like, one, two, and in my head I was like, they allowed time to pass so that the finisher could be protected. One, two, three, ah, ah, ah. I like ran around with my hands up because I won. Um, (laughs) I didn't, but it felt like it. Everybody else was booing and I was happy. I want to know that someone else is sad and I want to know that I was responsible. Aubrey with the biggest pop of the night, by the way, when she ran out. Because I think it was during an OC pin moment. So all of us were like, yeah, Aubrey saves the day. Fuck. (laughs) Kick him. I can't believe you've done this, Aubrey. By the way, Kenny Omega hitting uh, Bryce. That reminds me, I have to show somebody the the thing. It was like, oh, you just got fucked up. And I was just like, oh, man, wait till I show you Aubrey Edwards getting super kicked by Phoenix. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that That spot. woman. That woman died. 
Oh, by the way, speaking of Aubrey, um, low-key baby face of the week, I got on the open beta for Elite General Manager mode. It fucking rips. It's really, really fun. There's a lot of issues with it, obviously, because it's open beta. But yeah, if it's still open, get you some general manager mode. Help Aubrey make this new game that's kicking ass. That woman has like five jobs. Oh, yeah. I I can't remember. I think I was listening to on our way back. I was listening to uh, Tony Khan preview Double or Nothing after I just saw Double or Nothing. And Aubrey was like, yeah. I just opened the uh, open beta for Elite General Manager the same week we have a pay-per-view. I made a mistake. <laughs> I am. Uh, I would also like to say as our low-key babyface, like, the fact that uh, she has become such a character, it, yeah. it, when I'm so used to, like, say, in the, uh, in the Fed, where they don't want their refs to be characters, it's very Aubrey, refreshing. Aubrey has an action figure. She's the first ref in a very long time to have an action figure. I just love, I love whenever you see her uh, for uh, AEW Unrestricted and she's just there and she's there in like like a tank top and she's got like a flat cap slightly to the side. Most powerful with- bisexual energy ever is Aubrey yeah. Edwards. And it's her and then Tony's like, Tony Schiavone. What up, bitch? What are we talking about this week? Tony? It's great. I've never, uh, I, I have to get to go back and listen to the rest of them just so I can be like, all right, so I'm going to start a count of how many times Tony Giovanni gets away with calling a referee, a female referee, a bitch. <laughs> it's like, how? listen, all right, motherfuckers, I'm 17 mimosas in. Let's get this shit done. I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Tony Schiavone. I actually looked up if, uh, Lil Nate had an action figure. He doesn't. But it, someone did post just a Ric Flair action figure and said, it's him. <laughs> it's him. All right. What did you boys learn this week? Oh, God. I, I learned that my loyalty to the elite uh, runs in the face of uh, an entire stadium full of fans. I learned that everybody hates Don Callis except Dylan. I learned that the only thing that can make watching live wrestling better is getting high and walking like a genie into said (laughs) wrestling event. Uh, Where can people find y'all on the internet? Uh, You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube and on the Future Best Friends on YouTube um, and here on the BS Network. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all my other podcasts, but most importantly, check out The Weird, my brand new actual play TTRPG podcast. It's a fun blend of 90s sci-fi monster of the week kind of shows. And we just finished our first arc where we go to Carrion Hill, Alabama and investigate some fucking dinosaurs. It's buck wild. And we'd love for you to check it out at jointhewierd.com. Special thanks to friend of the show, friend that we got to hang out with um, a little bit uh, on our Orlando trip, Megaran, for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Megaran. Go give him some love. Go buy his book now. And go see him on tour. The Four-Eyed Horsemen are now going back on tour. It's him, uh, Schaefer the Dark Lord, who me and Dylan got to hang out with last year at Fighter Fest. Um, MC Lars and I believe MC Front a lot. Uh, so yeah, go check them out. They are doing so many cities. Uh, I'm gonna go see them in Atlanta. 
And yeah, go check them out. And as always, remember to find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fightboy Show. Oh fuck, who did we tweet? Oh, it's been so long since I've had to do this. Jungle Boy! Oh, 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 Cause when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for oh, 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 life! <laughs>